How you doing, everybody? This is Charlie Thomas here with Flippin' Page Reviews. We're here with Nick Jakes, and we're going to do a couple hey, book what reviews. what up, everybody? What up? All right. Uh, well, we're going to do a couple book reviews today. The first book is Catch Me If You Can, uh, based on a true story written by the man himself, Frank Abagnale Jr. Um, it's briefly about... A seventeen-year-old kid steals millions and millions of dollars before the age of eighteen with check fraud. He pretends to be a pilot. He pretends to be a doctor. He pretends to be a lawyer, and uh, and eventually has a downfall. But we'll get into that. Nick, you want to tell him about your book real quick? Uh, yeah. So my book is a book called uh, Molly's Game by the uh, the person who committed the crime herself, Molly Bloom. It's uh, pretty much a biography on herself, on her life story, on pretty much how she re- how she went from being one of the top skiers in the world to uh, running one of the most um, money-made uh, underground poker games in the world. Um, and I'm going to tell you about her little story, too. But first, uh, we're going to hear about Catch Me If You Can, so uh, Charlie. Yeah, you know, like, that sounds pretty, pretty damn interesting, I'll tell you that, all right? All right, super interesting. Everyone should go out and read it. Yep, great. Two great books, to be honest. And uh, the two crazy things are two crazy real stories. So, Catch Me If You Can um, is about a young man named Frank Abagnale Jr. And it pretty much starts out with him uh, living a lavish life. His parents are rich. His uh, father owns a company. Um, he's used to that lifestyle, right? And his father um, gets uh, sued by the IRS for uh, tax tax fraud, bunch of crap like that. Um, wow! Screw the IRS, huh? I know, right? They they literally they they pretty much ruined their whole lives from a hardworking man who's just trying to make make a living here. And um, yeah, so after that, they you know they go the same old they go uh, bankrupt. They lose all. They lose their house. Have to move into a tiny apartment, and Frank Abagnale Jr. isn't too happy about that. He he misses his old life. Um, his parents get divorced. That really sets him off. So, that pretty much triggers his runaway. Um, from that point on, he can't decide who to live with because obviously he loves both his parents. So he runs away, and he's sleeping at different hotels with this like, maybe the hundred dollars he has to survive. And he starts trying to make these fake checks to uh to just to get food and stay at hotels so he doesn't have to go home. Um, and eventually he gets an idea, and he becomes pretty good at it. He starts making his own checks, changing the little barcode on the bottom, and he he pretty much just knows the whole system so well that he can just manipulate everybody. He uh becomes a pilot he he starts dressing dressing like one uh acting like one he 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 actually buys pan am uh fake planes takes the stickers off of them and puts them on his own check right oh my god bro yeah. that's crazy no yeah there's he, no way there's no way that would slide today if anything it, something crazy that happened in the book was he he didn't have a uniform obviously cuz he's not a real pilot so he called um, like Pan Am up, and it was like, "Hi, he's he's just a he's just a con man, right? He's he's a con man. He's good at manipulating people." He called Pan Am and said, "I lost my uniform." So they sent. He didn't really lose his uniform because he didn't have one. 
he they sent him to a uh, building where they make the uniforms, and the whole time there, the guy thought he was just giving him a replacement uniform because he was uh, in a different state because he just flew there, and uh, so they give him a uniform for free because he what Pan Am thinks is that they're paying for one of their pilots' new uniforms that he lost. So that's how he gets his uniform, and it's pretty crazy because he just. He's a 17-year-old kid who just manipulates everybody. And, wow, bro. That's yeah. crazy. And then he eventually <laughs> he eventually becomes a doctor in a different state. I guess, I don't know. I guess he gets bored. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty sick life being a pilot, but I think he just loves the thrill. Like, at first, I think he... The whole reason he's doing this is to make money. Uh, like, get his old life back. Help his parents make money. Because his dad no longer has money. But his his dad doesn't want any part of his crimes he just wants to know that he's doing well but i think what he transitions to is like the whole thrill of running that's why it's called catch me if you can he just loves like i don't know the whole the, yeah and the, the thrill. free yeah. man the, the whole thrill the thrill of the crime that's, yeah, that's, it's, that's the issue it's with not these, even uh, like these... he's like he loves like manipulating people and making money it's just the thrill of it and that's the good thing about these two books it's not like our two uh people are addicted to killing people it's more like they're addicted to money yeah exactly and if you read these two books you even though they're criminals like if you read a book about i don't know hannibal uh you wouldn't you wouldn't love him you would hate him actually because he's a messed up person but if you read these two books you would even though they're criminals you would still be on their side that's like that's the crazy thing to me like you would be intrigued by their life stories yeah they're both so like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like in yeah, like, you, Frank, just, you just have to read it yourself. Like Frank Abagnale, Frank Abagnale Jr. is like an uh, influential, like persuasion, like persuaded person. Like you don't, you can't help yourself but to like be on his side, even though he's <laughs> stealing millions of dollars. But he's really not hurting anybody in both of these stories. That's what I love about him. Exactly. Yeah. But damn. Nick, uh, why don't you tell us a little about Molly's game and how it uh, she came to uh, the crimes that she committed? Uh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, I think that book is uh, super interesting. I think anyone that has a uh, interest in uh, true crime should uh, go take a look into it. Definitely, so definitely. Uh, my book was uh, a book uh, named Molly's Game, um, and it was a I like I said earlier about a woman who ran an underground poker scene. Uh, so Molly Bloom uh, grew up in a small town in Loveland, Colorado, um, with her mom, dad, and three brothers. Um, as a younger kid, uh, her family was real big on skiing, and they and they were really competitive. Up at three a.m., four a.m. every weekend, going to the hills and skiing. Uh, if you're if that's not effort and commitment, then uh, I don't know what is. Uh, so. Her and her two brothers were ranked, like, top in the nation. Uh, her brothers would go on to become Olympic skiers. But uh, when she was around 14, uh, she had an, she was at a ski competition, and uh, she ended up breaking her, like, a two vertebrae in her back, which uh, pretty much ended her skiing career. Um, so then she had to switch around her careers. Um, so she uh, went to the University of Colorado uh, for nursing. Um, which mm. I thought, uh, but, but then she took one trip, one trip to Beverly Hills and she saw the Beverly Hills lifestyle and she was addicted to it immediately. <laughs> uh, she caught on to it. So she decided to drop her college education and move out to Beverly Hills to live with a friend, uh, with no career, no money, no nothing. So she's basically starting from the bottom. 
Um, she ends up working um, as an assistant as a real to a real estate uh, agent who's pulling in major money twenty four seven. Um, so like she, secretary, she is work, she, like a secretary. She she's pretty much a yeah, secretary, pretty, yeah, pretty much a secretary yeah, doing yeah. everything that he wants. Pretty yeah. much, she's working like sixty hours a week. She has no free time. Um, so then eventually she gets tighter with them that they introduce um, an underground poker game to her. Um, where all these famous actors and all these rich people come together and just they're they're known for all these big pots that they have. Uh, the buy-ins were like fifty thousand, and the pots would get as big as ten million, fifteen million. So she's so she's doing this with her boss, right? She he's having oh, her. Yeah. Her at... boss is letting her run it. Oh, okay, okay, it, to okay. Be yep, yeah. Yep. Um. Good. So yeah. So her boss would, was letting her run it, and eventually she was she came up with such good ideas to run it that she ran it herself, and that was her main living and her main source of income. So the fact that she was such a good uh, person to run, um, just shows you how uh, good she was at the crime she so was committing. Is this illegal at the start, or does something change? Uh, it? Yeah. Here's, here's so back then this was around like. 2008 around that so they would know this as like the gray line like one of those things where it's like it's not a crime but it kind of is a crime yeah 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 that that the police just leave away yeah yeah. um that they just don't care they don't have they don't have enough to really like convict you but you're not really doing it's one of those things they really don't care about like they care about the murderers and all that fun stuff yeah but then eventually uh she started her own business uh, named Molly Bloom Inc. to run so she could run her own poker businesses and all that stuff and oh, make yeah. it legal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, eventually after she did that, uh, they found out it was illegal. So, yeah, that's the background of uh, Molly Bloom. I know when we get into the other episodes, uh, you're, you're really going to – I know everyone's going to be intrigued by uh, our two characters. Yeah, we won't get so. too far into the actual crimes in this episode. We just want to give you a brief uh, introduction to the two uh, books – and uh, that's all for today, and we'll uh, see you uh, next time. Any last remarks, uh, Nick? Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll hope to see you next time on uh, Flipping Pages. Flipping Pages, baby. Yeah, yeah.